0: Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things we've written in the past. Today, I have someone I'm so excited to bring on. She is the first friend I ever made in Traverse City, bestie girl up here. Um, her name is Sienna. And another one of my very hot friends that I can't believe I'm cool enough to be friends with. She is a graduate of University of Michigan in Forensic and Linguistic Anthropology. And a 200-hour certified yoga teacher trained in Bali. And yeah, just one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. If you are not into... Smart and hot girls. Then this podcast episode is not for you because that's all you're going to get today is smart and hot girls. So, welcome. hi Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> Thank
1: you for that introduction. What an intro. Oh, it's my wow. pleasure.
0: My pleasure. Um. So we were talking a few minutes ago about the different journals and notebooks that we keep throughout the day, and I'll go first. I have, okay, so I have my daily, like, planner that I have, like, what I'm doing in, and then I also, like, put stickers and fun shit, and then if I didn't fill it up with, like, shit that I have to do, then I'll fit it, like, I'll put in, like, what I did do, um, and then I've got my regular, like, diary journal that I'll put, like, stuff that's going on or things I need to get off my chest and and then I've got my poetry book which in the past I've used to write songs from. And then I've got my notebook that I fill up with like stickers and stuff. And it's just kind of like a something to do when I'm having like panic attacks. And I'll write down like mental health stuff in there. And then I've got, lastly, at number five, I've got my um, daily five-minute gratitude journal.
1: What about you? Hmm. Do you find it? effective to keep your gratitude separate
0: Mm -hmm. yeah what I have is like it's called the five minute journal oh uh and it's um I got it on Amazon it's like uh and it like asks you the same questions every day there's a morning set and an evening set and it just like it starts with what are you grateful for today who and what are you grateful for today um what are like what do you dream of what are like your goals um, what do you want to accomplish today? And then at night, it's like, what are some good things that happened today and what are some lessons that
1: you learned? Mm, those are good questions. I'm obsessed, yeah. I never journal with prompts like that. In fact, those kinds of journals tend to really it annoy me. Yeah. So I don't keep any journals like that. And I don't keep my gratitude separate. I used to, and then I felt like I don't want to keep it separate. I want to infuse it. Everywhere. Yeah. So I instead kind of keep my negativity, my negative journal is a separate one. Oh. So I kind of keep like a bullshit journal. Yeah. Of like, this is the thoughts really nobody should hear or see. Yeah. They're really ugly. And I keep that separate because I feel like I can put a little hex on it and keep it in a corner and none of that will manifest. Mm -hmm. If I keep my... Thoughts that have intention and that have, I want to put power behind them. I put those in a separate, separate place. Yeah. And, and those journals are always like appropriately colored, you Ooh. know, like a dark color journal. Yeah. Is like, these are my nasty, icky Your thoughts. Your burn book. Yeah. Like for Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. A total burn book where I can be a bitch and be a cunt And say nasty things about people or myself. You know, it's like the one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where anything goes.
0: Dude, I should do that too. That's such a good idea.
1: And because, like, because I feel like I've kind of uh, incapacitated this journal. Like, physically, the journal has no power to come true. Yeah. And I've, like, given it that intention so that I can say Bad things about people, you know. Yeah, like I would never want something bad to happen to someone. No, but sometimes you just have to let those thoughts come through. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I keep that one separate. But like I said, the manifestation journal is always like a light white color, like this, like this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll put like stickers or whatever. I'll make that one. Yeah. Something that should be looked at and gone back to. And Mm -hmm. that's the other thing. I never really go back and read the ugly ones. Right. I let it come out and I never go back. We're like the other ones, the more memory ones, I'll go back. Yeah. And the more bullet journal ones are so nice to go back to because it's like record keeping. Yeah. Of like, really? I mean, you saw my by the hour. No, it was, it's incredible. How many hours I slept, how many hours I worked, how many hours I spent with friends, boyfriend. I don't know what possessed me to do that for so long, but something felt like I must keep record of this.
0: Yeah. I think it's on every girl's like wish, like Pinterest board to like want to do like bullet journals Mm -hmm. and you actually
1: do it and
0: did it. And that's so cool.
1: Being bored in class gives you a lot of time those gen eds at community college yeah. gave me a lot of time. Yeah. And so yeah, I kept a bullet journal then and I kept a dream journal religiously because I had never smoked weed a day in my life then. Yeah. I just had crazy, vivid, sometimes horrific, usually horrific dreams all the time. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I stopped keeping track of my dreams. I stopped recording my dreams because a lot of them were horrific. I felt like I was kind of perpetuating that state of mind, Mm -hmm. writing it down first thing in the morning. Right. Where like sometimes I eventually came to think it's probably better to forget. Yeah. Probably better to let that (laughs) slip away. Yeah. But I got a full journal in. Two before I came to to do that.
0: I did a YouTube video on this once and I think like a blog post when I was having my night terrors, um, when I was still doing like on scene medical examiner stuff, Mm. I would write down before I went to sleep like several times in a row, like five times I would write down my keys are in my pocket, my keys are in my pocket, my keys are in my pocket. Um, and then I would also write down like, um, in case you had to leave and go. Yes. And it works, dude, it works. And then I also would write like, um, my grandpa will show up. My grandpa will show up. And so like, he'll show up if I need to get out and that always works too. Mm.
1: So Mm -hmm. that's something for people to try. Yeah. I feel like your subconscious is so permeable when you're just going to sleep and just waking up.
0: Actually, I learned about that from one of my psychology professors. Um, I told her I kept having the same reoccurring dreams about being back in high school and I didn't want to be there. And so she told me, cause I told her like, I didn't, I never had a driver's license or a car in high school. Oh. So she told me to to do that and to manifest having my car 'Cause I'm an adult now, like I'm a grown ass woman, so mm-hmm. I can fucking leave the school. So and that totally it works. It
1: works. Having a car is like, yeah, freedom. Yeah. This is not a dream, but listen to this. Okay. No context. This is not dated or anything. There is no reality. I have created everything. There is an external reality, arrow an illusion stop generating that there is a world stop referencing there is something beyond what i have created damn i
0: love this i've been so excited to like so see this ego side of in you
1: that.
0: no but it's so cool and then i was going to say too because I've always wondered, because you very much, like, go internally to deal with your shit. Yeah. You'll, like, disappear, and you, like, yeah. you'll, like you deal with your shit, and then you'll come back and just be like, I'm back. Yeah. And so that gives me insight. You, you saying you have your, like, burn book journal. It gives me insight in how you deal with shit. Because yeah. you very much, like, deal with shit on your own. Yeah. So that's one of
1: the ways you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, if people are around, if I'm forced to, if someone asks enough, you know, Mm -hmm. I will, but yeah, like I said, I like to keep that negativity, I don't know, sequestered. It's admirable. I think more people should do that. (sighs) Yeah. Yes. But there is medicine in complaining. Mm-hmm. If the Italians and the Jews have taught us anything, uh-huh. there is medicine in, in doses of of complaining. And so in gossiping. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Meadow yes. Report.
0: Yes. If you guys listening don't know what a Meadow Report is, I think it's a theory on why women like to gossip and why it's healthy. And it's just talking about what we see and observe and the people that we hang out with so that we can find safety and patterns. And
1: I think that's my take on it. On gossiping. Yeah. Yeah. It's transmission of information Mm -hmm. and it's one of the fastest grapevines ever observed. The, The neighborhood ladies. Yeah. I mean, I think in a greater sociological way, the gossip girls really, decide what is okay in a society mm-hmm. because if you're ostracized by the gossip girls you're out yeah so yeah I mean you better respect them on mm-hmm. their good side mm-hmm. but yeah and we all talk about yeah we all talk about each other Mm-hmm. for better or for worse right but yeah, I, I like to reflect, I like to reflect on paper first. Okay. No matter, no matter what it is. Um, I just find I come to people more organized after I've done that. Mm-hmm. And it really annoys me when people come to me with their thoughts unorganized. Yeah. Like I'd love to give you feedback. Yeah. Or advice or help or whatever you want. Yeah. But if you're coming to me with a basket of unfolded laundry, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that before. Like and I think I talked about it on one of these episodes, like that's one of the things that you that writing can help you do is to be self aware. Yes. So that you should write your shit down first and then yes. come to your friends with it because at the end of the day you're taking
1: up their time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and it is, it's more respectful of somebody else's time, Mm -hmm. Um, but it can be hard because a lot of people, they process and organize by that auditory output. And so, yeah, I don't know. Um, my dad is, my dad is one of those people. He organizes, you know, as it's coming out hmm So that has been a practice for me. Yeah. <laughs> God bless him. hmm But I think a lot of men are that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. So. You can see them, like, figuring it out as they're saying it, and you're like, oh, good job. Good job. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> you're doing it. Yes, yes. Oh, men. Okay, speaking of men, here's a heartbreak. Here's a heartbreak little, um, this looks like a poem inside a, oh, this is another good one. A poem inside a dream journal. Oh, okay. This is a good page. This is something my aunt said to me and she is now very crazy, but this was a good nugget. Okay. And I, these were very near to her exact words. Okay. Okay women undoubtedly need men however the fact is men need women far more women came from the sea from the earth women are grounded to these bodies Uh, a woman's instinct not a man's reason logic logic is not real neither men nor women were given the capacity this is not the passage i thought it was <laughs> I think I went off a weird tangent here. Never mind. I thought that was going somewhere else. No worries. But anyway, what I thought it was was my aunt saying Yeah, just that sure women need men, but mm-hmm. they need us far more.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I felt like that one had a good good punchline. I'll have to find that one somewhere. Okay, anyway, this is the heartbreak passage. This type of heartbreak is a lonely battle, a rite of passage, one might say. Um, Necessary nonetheless. Growth is really fucking uncomfortable. It would cause the broken a great deal of harm for you to ease the pain. So, yeah, it would cause the broken person a great deal of harm for you to ease the pain. For this pain is the single most important means of rapid growth. The heart is a muscle. The heartbreak is the strain. Solitude and reflection are the proteins. To inhibit these proteins leaves the heart weaker than before. If someone is broken, leave them. They will not rot away. The opposite, assuming they want to grow. This is of which we have no control. So this came to be this proteins, this idea of proteins, like emotional proteins. Yeah, came to be like something I thought about a lot, like through college, because as I'm studying anthropology, studying anatomy, and like um, anatomy at like a biochemical level of like yeah. muscles and proteins, and so I'm learning this concept of how muscles expand they have to rip and tear you Mm -hmm. have to create micro tears in the muscle and then you have to eat protein for those amino acids to fill in the space between the tears yeah and that's how a muscle grows in size yeah but it must tear the tear must occur and it's this like you know uh did picasso say that all art all creation is first destruction yeah, I don't I think know. So. An artist said that. So, you know, it was like that idea. So I'm learning this in school. Damn. But then going through this heartbreak where you, you know, you feel that physical pain. Yeah. Your chest is ripping open. Yes. But somehow, I guess, I don't know if this is in, in the heartbreak or after with like a little more clarity, but either way, in it or looking back, I was able to see that. It would cause the broken a great deal of harm for you to ease this pain. God. If someone is broken, leave them. But that's so hard. Like, as a woman, as a mother, not that I am. Yeah. But that's so hard to leave someone who is, who is broken. But emotionally, solitude and reflection, she claims, are the proteins Damn girl.
0: That is one of the smartest things I've ever heard someone read from their from their oh. like diary. Yeah. It's it just shows like how an academic girly thinks and journals.
1: Yeah. Ooh, you'd like this one. I don't write poetry. Poetry is for you to read and this is for me to read. Trespassing question mark. Be free but not too free. Pretty but not too pretty. You made my body your home trespassing you made this body your home uh you made it your home and you took off your jacket and you hung up your hat and that must have been important because the woman who perished in a fire said that where you hang your hat said that home is where you hang your hat but you're gone now and she's dead now so that must be true Hmm. I didn't really write things at this time especially I didn't really write things For their meaning, like for the words meaning, I wrote them if I liked how the words sounded together. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't write poetry. Poetry is for you to read. Mm. This is for me to read. Little rebel girly. I was probably 18 and 19, this journal. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, I asked him that question.
0: Yeah.
1: And what was the answer? Every daughter of a gangster knows. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) I open it to this. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Look at it. It's written in a China marker. Oh, God. (laughs) What the fuck? Ooh. I like the doodles. I did a lot of this. Um... And I would do this with my eyes closed as a way to kind of channel. Yeah. The scribbles, yeah.
0: The kind of doodles I would make. So, like, right after I got married, as you know, when I first got married, I was in, like, a very severe depressive episode. And I had lost my job. I had lost my friends. And there was this reoccurring stick figure bride that I drew in the two diaries from that era and she had like messy hair and like a veil but then like a bird's nest on her head Mm. and she was kind of like spiky
1: kind of
0: yeah and she was often like leaning over and like crying Mm. and that was like the mascot of
1: Tim Burton vibes yeah right what do you think that I think it was me. Symbolized. Yeah, but the nest. um,
0: Shit growing and happening and making its home.
1: Like that was settling down? I think so. Nesting, because I had just yeah. gotten married. Yeah. Nesting is such an interesting practice and mm-hmm.
0: phenomenon. Yeah, it is. Because even though I was depressed, I was still... um. I made Eddie his lunch every day, and I, believe it or not, was like making dinner. It was always shitty though, like really dry <laughs> chicken, tried. really dry chicken, and like um, frozen cauliflower mashed potatoes, and yeah.
1: Ooh, a, a burn. Work. Um, yeah, some things are weird in here. Um, this journal is interesting because when I was keeping this journal, um, I was faced with a, like, bachelorette type decision. Like, I had two men come into my life at the exact same, same time. Okay. And, like, I loved them both. Oh. And one, I had both known them for at least a year prior, Um, but, like, they had both started to express romantic, like it was just going in the same direction with these two different guys. Both from school? Nope. One um, uh, was a little bit older, and he was out of school and working... As an anesthesia tech, like a nurse oh, okay. anesthesia tech in, um, yeah, like Oakland. Okay. Okay. The other one was from school in yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Met in Spanish class. Mm-hmm. I know who that is. You know who that is. Um, the other one, we'll call him Santiago. Okay. That was his, that was always my name for him. Um, and they were just so different. Yeah. Literally opposite in every way. And to this day, so that was, I was probably 21 then. It's been five years. I still think about those two as like the two types of men. Okay. There are two types of men in this world. Yeah. And those were the two. And I made my decision when I made my decision. And that, you know, was... A year-long relationship that was on and off for years after that, and now I don't talk to him, and I still am very close with the one I didn't choose. Yeah. I've never chosen him. Yeah. But he's still... We are still very... He's like my best friend. Yeah. Guy friend, of course. I would never... Yeah. Put him. You could never. (laughs) He could never be Lindsay. But... You know what I mean? He, him, and I have a different, special, interesting relationship where there's no jealousy, no restraints or anything. Well, it like
0: wasn't that. overshadowed
1: by a relationship, too. No. Yeah. No, and we've always like given each other the space to be in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like he's known me with a few different boyfriends. Yeah. There's been a few other, the other guy, you know? So he just laughs and he's like, oh, you know, oh, Cece. Mm-hmm. Watching her go through it. And of course I would still come to him. Yeah. For help, for advice. for Yeah. And he would give it to me, it, you know, in a, like a friend would. Yeah. So, yeah. So that
0: whole journal is like um from that era.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I said that Mark was everything Daniel isn't. My hate for Mark disgust made Daniel so lovable. If hating Mark can make me love Daniel, what can loving Daniel do? Mm. Like what could I do if I actually tried with this guy? Yeah. If we focused on each other. The sexiest thing I think for me and Daniel about each other is that it's we've never been each other's primary focus. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always been room to breathe. Yeah. And not that I not that there wouldn't be. But yeah, relationships are always a bit suffocating, aren't they? Uh, or yeah, or am I just a Sagittarius? And no,
0: they definitely can be. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, all right, girl, what you got? Okay, this this one even has a drawing accompanied. So mm. the drawing is sort of a just like a sh- shoulders, like the upper part of a body and a box as a head with, like, things going into the center. So how I dreamt this was, you know, at a grocery store where, like, the apples and oranges are and you can, like, see across to the other side? Yeah. So I look across at whatever grocery store, and there's a man with a frame as his face. And the frame is, like, You know how, like, my mom has those string art things she's made around the house Mm -hmm. where, like, you put a bunch of nails and then put the string. So his face was a board like that, but the board was all, like, not a perfect rectangle. It was, like, wonky. Yeah. And the string art, you know, border reflected that. And all this – and it was just white strings that all went into the center. So it was just, like, all white strings – that went into the center. And so I look up, you know, across this thing, and he just kind of cocks his head frame to the side, like a dog. Like just a little yeah. tilt of acknowledgement. And that was it. It was like huh. it was like one of those morning dreams. Yeah. You just are like, what? Like it was just like a second of interaction. So that was just a weird one. But The horrific, gross one I want to tell you. Okay. I have a few, a handful of nightmares throughout my life that I just remember like a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few, one of the maybe five. So picture like just kind of a regular degular neighborhood, uh, like suburban neighborhood um, but I'm standing at night and I'm standing in the lawn of like a house party, like a big bump in, somebody's parents aren't home, like a good old, they never happen anymore. Yeah. House party. Yeah. And it's like the house is overflowing and we're in the front lawn. hmm Drinking, partying, everyone's like loud, rowdy vibe. And I see Fiona from Shameless. I see Emmy Rossum. Like she's in my dream. I must've been binging shameless at the time. And I see her like being kind of shifty and shady, like not partying. She's like scoping it out, looking around, staying out of sight. And I'm like, weird. Okay. And then I hear a truck like down the road and everyone's attention kind of turns and I look like over my shoulder and I see this truck coming down the road and there's like, and it's like madmen, like dudes hanging off the truck and shit. And as the truck gets closer, I see that the bed of the truck is piled with bodies mm-hmm. with limp, dead, naked bodies, yeah. not naked, but none of them had pants on. They all had shirts and no pants. Fucking weird. So like dead, flaccid dicks. Yeah. flopping. So the truck pulls into the driveway of this house, like whips into the driveway and the pile of bodies is so high that the top, the body on top like flew off on the turn like
0: yeah, and like
1: one body like flew off and everyone was just like <gasps> and followed the truck into the garage. So all these other people and we all like go into the garage. I follow everyone in and the garage has no like back. The garage just goes on forever. It's like this white, whatever, it goes on forever. And in the garage, like lined up are two like twin Camaros, like maybe different colors. And everyone starts kind of like cheering and it turns into this like NASCAR vibe of like, unintelligent competition yeah (laughs) it's what it turns into and then I see Fiona again and I see her trying to get out of the crowd yeah I pinpoint like her on the other side of the Camaros in the crowd over there trying to scurry out of the garage um and then Someone grabs me from behind. Someone grabs my shoulders, arms like that from behind, and picks me up so that I'm like dangling my feet. And I feel it. This is like a huge, strong guy. Yeah, that's like picked me up, and I'm like, ah, you know, flailing and trying to wiggle out, but he's just like got me locked in, and he's literally just like holding me in air jail. Yeah. Um. So then the twin Camaros like start up and rev and are, like, going like they're going to race into the endless back of this garage that goes on forever. Mm-hmm. And I see, like, across the lane that another guy is holding a dead body like that. Mm-hmm. One of the dead bodies from the truck, yeah. presumably. Um, And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to scurry out of here like Fiona. Like, she knew something I have to... Yeah, get out. I'm gonna die. This on the, this dude on the other side is already dead. Like right. whoever yeah. is, they're holding a floppy dead body, and then like some, whatever it starts, the cars go and I'm thrown up. God, end of dream. Did I die? What the fuck was that? I woke up like what? Was that.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate. I always have like big movie budget dreams, too. (laughs) Like these are multi-million dollar productions. Yes, yes.
1: I know. My dad has said before, like, you need to copyright your Mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because those stories and those images, creepy as they are. They're yours, right? I think you were thrown up out of the dream.
0: Oftentimes, oh. when I wake up, and I don't know if it's because I'm a Pisces and I love to swim, but when I'm waking up, I'm always like kicking to the surface. Ah, so like I'm like finding my way up, and I'm like,
1: oh. yeah, the surface of consciousness, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely, ah, uh, yeah. What a joy it is to be awake, but man, what a privilege to sleep. Yes. 100%. I feel so bad for people that are like the insomniac. Could never be me. Could never be me. I love being a sleeper.
0: Same. I know I told someone the other night at a party that, at my mom's party, that I sleep 10 hours a night and they were fucking flabbergasted yeah it's like teenager shit like old people especially always like
1: what I could never I'm like (laughs) have you tried it
0: yeah well this has been amazing and everything I hope for and more I think we need to do this like several more times absolutely I've got lots
1: more material yeah
0: um tell everyone where they can find you online
1: you can find me and follow me at yoga with sienna on instagram and tiktok and how TikTok, do you spell TikTok, sienna. s-i-e-n-a only one n only one n yeah link me in the bio
0: sweet you got it girl in the description all right thank you everyone for tuning in and i will see you next wednesday on love